that you love me so much that you gave your only son for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him amazing grace oh how sweet the sound that said was lost come on somebody but now I'm found I was blind but now I see how many can see the world 
How many, glad, how many are you glad that Jesus saved your life? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 
believe that? I said, do you believe that? Or are they just words? I think somebody believes that this morning. Was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Can we just say the name of Jesus? I want us to focus for a moment on the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is prophetic. It's, it's powerful. When we're sprinkled with the blood of Jesus, through, when, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, with the blood of Jesus, through, when, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that when we're sprinkled with the blood, we can come boldly into the very throne room of God. When we talk about his stripes being healed, we're talking about the beating that he endured where he is actually making a payment. And this is not for, uh, not just for you to go to heaven, but if, in a way, in, in many ways, it's actually in revelation of the truth that it's bringing heaven to earth for your life. It's a now thing. Turn to somebody and say, it's a now thing. It's powerful. The blood gets you to heaven. By his stripes, this is actual payment for your pain, your suffering, your sickness to receive healing, but they're also to receive healing now. How many need to receive healing now? It's powerful. It's a now thing. It was a then thing, but it's a now thing. And can I tell you something? By the blood of Jesus and the power of God, any mountain you're facing in the physical, in the emotional, He's here to bring healing to your soul, mind, and spirit. And if you're here today and you come and receive communion, you can expect to receive. Communion is a powerful thing. It's an actual tool that we can place in our hands. Just like praise and worship, the Word of God, communion is a tool. Jesus said, do this as often as you, when you do this, we do it in remembrance of him. We do it in remembrance, but we also do it because we're not flowing. He, he made the price. He paid the price so that we don't have to. He, by his stripes, we are healed. By his work, when he said it is finished, he said it is finished. It is done. It's completed. So everything you need to live successfully, to live powerfully, to live healed and complete, and, and to live a victorious life was finished at the cross. So we don't have to work to the victory. We flow from the victory of Christ. So today we celebrate. It says this. Communion is a divine moment. Today is going to be a divine moment. Say with me, a divine moment. Some of you need a mountain moved. Well, you come today. I believe the Lord is going to begin to move the mountain. 1 Peter 2.24 says, he, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live righteous by whose stripes you were healed. The blood of Jesus is the legal 
basis for all victory. The blood of Jesus was so thorough in its victory that everything you will ever need throughout all eternity has been purchased at this one event. There's no other event in all of history that's so all-inclusive. Millions and millions, if you will, years from now, will go back to the time that Jesus poured on, his, on the cross. His blood was literally poured out for you and for me. It's the blood of Jesus that sets me free. It's the one thing that absolutely, listen to me, absolutely terrifies the powers of hell. And every one of you are covered by the blood of Jesus. It's the blood. It's the blood of Jesus that sets me free. It sets me free from the record of sin. It sets me free from the bondage of sin. It sets me free from the lifestyle of sin. It sets me free. We plead the blood of Jesus over our household today. I want you to plead it over your household. Matter of fact, right now, I want you just to, before we receive communion, you're here today. You see, the blood of Jesus was poured out for, for one lamb per household. And so well, that, that gives you an understanding that if there are people in your household that are not yet saved, just declare the blood of Jesus and say, in the name of Jesus, you will be saved. Declare it. Have communion as a family. And those who are saved to get together and say, in the name of Jesus, these in our family will be saved by the blood, by the power of the cross. See, I'm telling you, communion is a weapon. So I want to encourage you this morning. Matter of fact, before we, before we take the blood, I want, you to get, I want you to declare over this. I want you to declare the blood of Jesus with me. Let's say it right now. In the name of Jesus... I declare the blood of Jesus over my family. That everyone in my family will be saved. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's no heart too hard that God cannot reach. By the blood of Jesus. It says... 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 29. For I, have, I received this from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given... Jesus Jesus was facing the ultimate betrayal and he could see and he knew but he was willing to make a sacrifice for each one of us even those at the time who were closest to him and one of them that he spent three years with walked out and betrayed him but yet he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup 
after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you will proclaim the Lord's death until he comes how many know Jesus is coming back soon so not only do we say thank you Jesus for what you've done we say thank you Jesus for the hope that's about to come but the power that we walk in now thy kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so examine yourself we don't take this lightly if you're here and you're away from God get right with God before you receive don't take it lightly the Bible says examine and examine yourself if you're living a double-hearted double-minded life I would say put it on the altar repent before you come down and take communion and rededicate your life to Jesus Christ this is not a time to play both sides of the fence this is say I'm all in say with me I'm all in so if you're not all in before you come be all in because this is for disciples this is for followers of Christ don't take it lightly can you say amen church now let me give you this last passage Ephesians chapter 1 3 through 7 all praise to the God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we we are united with Christ even before the even before he made the world God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes God decided in in advance to to what to adopt us into his very own family by bringing us into himself through Jesus Christ this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom it's been bought it's been paid for with the blood of his son and forgave our sins so father we come as your children and we say thank you for the blood jesus thank you for the, the blood that sets us free it literally causes the demons and the powers of hell to quake we declare over our families you will follow Christ I release in this room father healing to flow declare healing the mountains that they face are facing will be broken today they'll begin to move today situations that seem impossible the blood and the power the blood of Jesus and the power of God released in Jesus name we thank you for your blood Jesus we thank you for your sacrifice we thank you for your victory Jesus name Before you come, I want you to hear a couple of verses and then at your leisure move. I want Brittany to sing a couple of these verses and we'll remember together and give thanks. And give thanks.
Father, we thank you for the ultimate sacrifice. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your only son 
we thank you, we praise you, for you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. We thank you that the veil has been torn open, and what used to separate us now by the blood of Jesus, we now can come boldly into the throne room to worship, to be strengthened. For in your presence there is freedom, and when your love is perfected in us, it casts out all fear. So we come boldly today. We come boldly today in your presence, in awe, in expectation, in wonder. Bible says, shout unto God for the voice with the voice of triumph. Does anybody feel triumphant this morning? I believe, I believe we need to we need to declare a shout in this place today that literally rocks the heavens. give glory to the one and the only true wise God. Come on, I want us to stand. Come on, one, two, three, and give this shout, and let's proclaim the name of Jesus in this shout, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Are you ready? Come on, one, two, it's Jesus. Here we go. Three, Jesus! in heaven, what do you think you're going to do? Jesus! He is victorious and you are victorious because he is. Turn and shake someone's hand. Love on somebody around you this morning. Thank you. 
all the champions in the house this morning. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But I think we could do just a little bit better. How are all the champions this morning? Come on. Wow. I love our name champions because it declares who we are. We are victorious ones because of the one who lives inside of us. Wow. God's good. Man. All the time, right? Come on. Wow. How many of you guys have already been blessed in encountering God's presence in worship? Wow. I just can't get enough of him. Just, just, there's no such thing as too much of God. <laughs> um, well, I have some announcements for you guys. My name's Brianna. We're just so glad you're here. If this is your first time in Champions or first time in a long time, we just want to say welcome. We're really glad you decided to join us, and we would love to get connected with you. Um, and if you wouldn't mind taking a second to fill out the connection card in the seat pocket in front of you and then return it at the information booth before you leave, we just want to be able to reach out and just connect and um, get to know you. So if you would do that, that would be awesome. We have some really exciting things. We are in December. Who knew? <laughs> We're in the last month of 2022. It's kind of wild, but man, God's doing some amazing things and setting things up. And I'm just so excited to see what 2023 has in store. But I believe that God wants to do something really amazing um, as we finish up 2022. Um, and so just a few of the things to know. Um, House of Hope team, raise your hand if you've been on the House of Hope team before. Hey, you guys are awesome. Um, House of Hope, for those who do not know, we have a ministry that meets the first, uh, that we serve their community twice a month on Mondays, the first and third Mondays of the month. And we provide food, we pray for people, we have a drive-through, like, um, a food drive that uh, people from our community come all over and we're able to serve so many families. And so we need volunteers. And then we're going to be having House of Hope tomorrow. Volunteers, if you could get here by 830, um, be prepared to serve, be prepared to love, be prepared to see Jesus work through you and encounter the people that come through. So um, we need your help. Um, and so a few other things, announcements. Does anybody know what's happening next weekend? This is next weekend, y'all. Does anybody know? The Toy Maker. Hey, hey, hey. If you have not heard this yet, we have an incredible team that has been working so hard to be able to put together a very, the love of God for this holiday season and for them to encounter God. How many of you guys think that's a good thing? That's a good thing. People more than ever need hope, and that hope is alone found in Jesus Christ. And so we're excited to be able to present that in a really fun, unique way. So it's called the Toy Maker. Discover the one who makes them come alive. So come out, bring friends, bring family. It's something for the entire family. So yeah, can I get a whoop whoop? Yeah. Um, and then a few other things. So um, we are having, we have small groups that happen throughout the week. On Tuesdays, we have our young adults group. So we have young adults meet at seven. And then we have on Wednesdays, 412 and also small groups. So please get involved. We want to get to know you. We want to do life. We know that we are not meant to do life alone. So don't do it alone. Okay. We got places for you and family for you to connect with. And then um, last couple of things, we are excited. Um, how many of you guys know Christmas and New Year's both fall on Sundays this year? That's fun, right? Yeah, so we're really excited. And we know that others, with our families and stuff, we tend to do things on the holiday day. So we decided to 
switch it up a little bit. And so on, um, we are going to be having a Christmas Eve service on the Saturday the 24th at 7 p.m. So we're meeting here. We're going to be having service instead of having service on Sunday. So join us for Christmas Eve. It's going to be really special. We get to celebrate with our church fam and then um, just be able to celebrate the gift of Jesus. Um, so come join us on the 24th and then um, we will be meeting on Friday, December 30th at 7 p.m. as well. We're going to close out the new year together. Um, instead of having service on Sunday the 1st, we're going to be having service Friday at 7 p.m. on the 30th. And we're just going to worship. We're going to have an, we're calling it Encounter Night. Come out, just encounter the presence of God and just be with your brothers and sisters. Bring friends. This is going to be a night that I think that God wants to do something really powerful and touch so many lives, especially as we launch into 2023. So, oh, one more announcement. Sorry, forgot about this one too. We are also collecting toys for kids that are in the foster care system in Polk, Hardy, and Highlands counties. So there is a box called that has Rudolph Roundup by the Christmas tree by the information booth. Um, let me see. I think um, next Sunday or the following Sunday, I'll be bringing those gifts over to our Rudolph Roundup toy drive. Um, and we're going to be, yes, we want to bless our kids. I saw so many of you guys have already brought gifts, but if feel free, you, we need gifts for children that are ages zero to 18. Um, so especially our babies and teens, there's a huge need for that. So if you have it on your heart to give a gift and um, give back in a way, um, consider bringing in a new gift. All right. Love y'all. Isn't Brianna great? I think she's exceptional. I think she came from an amazing heritage, an amazing family. By the way, I'm going to put our team on notice at the end for, I, I have several words of knowledge. There's some words of knowledge that need to be given in the house this morning. I know that the Lord is going to do some miraculous healings in this place. Uh, before we do that, and I just sense his presence, so I just say in that. Um, mm. Proverbs chapter th three. Mm. By the way, let me give you a testimony. Last week, one of our, one of someone, someone who attends regularly gave a report because some of the words of knowledge went out last week. And one of them was about someone's foot being healed and damage to your foot and being healed. And they were in pain. Actually, they were sitting down at the time during the worship time and were in pain. Well, the mother said that uh, she said, well, uh, but then th that word got called out and they were healed. The foot was healed and they attend another church. And but they were just saying how the Lord just healed their foot on that word instantly. And many people were healed. Some uh, Ken's playing uh, for a dear brother over an, another brother this morning, so he wasn't here today. But we put him on loan, and he was min he's ministering at a at a house uh, a biker ministry today. And and uh, he said he was healed of diabetes on Sunday. How many of you? How many battled diabetes in this room? You battled diabetes. Raise your hand. Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? Woo!
just stick your hands out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to the blood. Blood sugars, in the name of Jesus, become normal. On the testimony of Ken Ledoux's, we say, do it again, God. We release the healing power of Jesus for everyone who battles blood sugar problems. And we say, now be normal. Now you're going to have to test this out. Just think, begin just to thank the Lord for your healing. But you're going to need to test this out. Test it out. I don't, you guys know how to test that out. But test it out and then come report. Amen? In Jesus' name, be healed. He provided for it. Sometimes I think we get in our mind, oh, he can do this and he won't do that. Baloney. We need to quit that stuff. He can do anything. And he will. This is a time. All right, all right so I'm going to go ahead and give one. Someone dealing with sclerosis or your concern that you have sclerosis of the liver, just stand. Sclerosis of the liver. My dad gave me that one on the way to church today. He says, I believe, I was in prayer, and I believe the Lord wants to heal someone with sclerosis of the liver or the damage to the liver. So my sister, in the name of Jesus, we release the healing power of Jesus. Come here a second. Come here, Peggy. Close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, release the healing power of Jesus. Jesus, you're the great physician. The author, Father, you're the author and finisher of our faith. By your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. So right now, release your touch. Sclerosis of the liver, liver damage. In the name of Jesus, liver be made whole. Full function, full function. reports, folks. We live on the testimony. Come on. We want to hear what God does through your life. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Glorify God with all your wealth. You notice it says all. I didn't write this. He did. So if God puts a demand on it, 
release it because he'll do far more with it than you can. Come on, somebody. So glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension, get this, every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Inner joy, giving. You're giving, but yet you get a response of inner joy. Kingdom works. So why don't we stand? Let's make a declaration of number, let's do number two today, please. Let's do number two. All right, so here we go. Let's make a declaration. This is, we're give at the end, and, uh, or you can give on, you know, give online, give out back in the back, put it in the box. Working on texting giving, that's coming. So here we go. You ready? Let's put our faith to this. One, two, three. As we receive today's offering, we're believing the Lord for heaven open and earth invaded, storehouses unlocked and miracles created, dreams, visions, and angelic visitations, decrees, declarations, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation, saved, set free, and carrying the kingdom revelation. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system with yours, you will shower favor, blessing, and increase on me so that I will have more than enough to co-labor with heaven and see Jesus get his full reward. Amen. You may be seated. A few years ago, someone told me about Keisha Williams, and I said, cool. And I said, and we, you know, everything was built up about Keisha. And we just love Keisha. Keisha, but, but, to, but when we met Keisha, there was this guy hanging out with her, her husband, named Trevon. Now, Trevon, I sensed in our, in our, we had a couple of hour lunch meeting with him, and I said, I love Keisha, but Trevon, wow. What I sensed about this man in his life was noticeable. My discernment levels went up, and they were pinging. And then the next time I met them, they were pinging again. And the next time they were pinging again. And there's a call of God on this man's life. There's a call of God to mentor, to preach, to release the healing power of God. And um, currently he does IT, but he's also part of our team at Champions. I want you to give a standing welcome as he comes to minister the word. Our very own Trevon Williams. Seems like I have a few fans in the room. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to your name, Jesus. Ah. I'm truly grateful to be in this house, to be in the presence of the Lord. 
to be among you. Uh, I so appreciate Nolan and Kathy Edwards and the Edwards family and the ministry team here. And I appreciate Pastor Nolan, but I want to help you guys understand something. They are people in a title. All a title is, it's a description within a context. It, okay. A title is simply a description within a context. In other words, it helps you to understand what someone does within a certain sphere of influence but them for who they are as people, the passion, the love that they have, true shepherds of this flock. And they always have a word of encouragement, always. I mean, they stay packing, okay? They always have a word of encouragement. So we're so grateful to be in the house and, and um, you know, our sister over there, our dear sister, uh, Michelle, she was, look here, Michelle was, if, if nobody else was going to get us in this church, Michelle was, okay? She, she was on us like, like a, a little bit, I'm going to ride off of the message that pastor preached last week concerning perfect love, casting out all fear. Uh, but I feel it's appropriate to get us all on the same page. We all come from different backgrounds. And, and so I need to help us align perspectives, okay? And I'm going to do it with this question. I'm not crazy, okay? This is a legitimate question. It's not a trick question. Have any of you ever sold all your possessions so that you could buy your neighbor's trash. I'm serious. No one. Okay. Maybe you sold your car, your fancy car, so that you could buy a rusted out, beat up bike that was worthless. Anybody? No? No. Okay, I'm, I'm making sure. Then why is it that we have in our minds that God paid the price through Jesus for our lives, but somehow we're still worthless. Huh? If God gave all he had for our sake, and God's a lot wiser than we are, right? Amen? Then if he gave his son that must mean that we're worth something. Amen? Follow with me. I, I, need to get, I need us to get on the same page and have the right perspective because if we don't understand that we have value, then we will continue to struggle in our walk. Okay? We need to adopt a Genesis 1 paradigm. Okay? And stop living from a Genesis 3 paradigm. A Genesis 3 paradigm is the perspective that we're all sinful, we're all dirty, we're no good because of what happened with Adam and Eve, right? 
We know the story. But a Genesis 1 paradigm, God had an original intent. And sin does not change the original intent of God. Okay? If you go and you get your car washed, and then it's nice and beautiful, and, and you're driving down the road, and somebody splashes up in a mud puddle, and now you got mud all over your beautiful car, I don't think that mud is going to cause the value of your car to depreciate. That's what sin does. It just, it taints us. But through the blood of Jesus, verse 8, I'm going to read out the Amplified. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil. That means he takes his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned that has violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was made manifest was to undo, that is to destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. Can I get an amen? So the Son has come to destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. Now, do you know that involves fear, that he did that? The translation says that he renders null and void. So the influence that the enemy has over you is cut off by the blood of Jesus. That thing that was feeding fear in your life was cut off by the blood of Jesus. And now, it says the fear of death. What we don't realize is death comes in different forms. Sometimes it's not the physical form in our body. Sometimes it's poverty. That's a form of death. Eating away, destroying our finances. Maybe it's our relationships. We don't want to be lonely because for us, that's a form of death, a form of isolation where we begin to deteriorate. But Jesus died for that too. He laid the axe to the root so that the enemy wouldn't have that kind of influence over your life. Hallelujah. We know that in uh, 1 John 4.10, it says that God is love, right? And so I want to actually put these two uh, passages of scriptures together. If God is love, therefore we can say, for this reason, love was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Right? All I'm doing is substituting love with Jesus, which clearly interchangeable. Amen? So let me read that again. God is love. Therefore, we can say, for this reason, love was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Let's just rest in that for a moment. Sometimes you just got to rest in it. Come on. You know, if you eat too fast, you get hiccups. 
Let's jump to 1 John 4, 11, please. Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we also ought to love each other. Ooh, now, now we're starting to get in it. Someone say it's about to get thick. Now, y'all ain't say it right. Thick. There's an emphasis at the end, okay? Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we also ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us, and his love is made perfect in us. Ooh, shaka. Mm. This is how we know we remain in him and he remains in us because he has given us a measure of his spirit. Oh, glory. Mm. Something I've been hearing over the last few weeks is that, you know, there are those in the kingdom that you think that you don't have enough of the love of God. And you think that's your problem. You think that's why you, you have those outbursts and you act a fool and you have those Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situations. I ain't talking about none of y'all in here, right? Y'all don't do that, right? Mm -hmm. No, not champions. Sometimes we, we think that it's the lack of love, that it's a love problem. But I'm here to tell you this, that as a believer, you can never lack in the love of God. You don't lack. That's not your problem. That's not the issue. It's not a lack of God's love in your life. Some of y'all looking like, this brother just got me confused. I'm not in my head, but I'm on the story. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Because some of y'all are like, nah, brother, I just need more of love. That's my problem. I know it's my problem. Romans chapter 5. I just the first verse by itself just could have me just laid out somewhere. Romans 5 1. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh man. Oh man. Church, I need you to get that one this morning. I, I'm going further down, but I need you to get that one. We didn't declare ourselves righteous. We didn't declare ourselves righteous. He did. He said you're righteous. He said I'm righteous. I didn't say it. I'm saying it because he said it. It's the truth because he said it. Let's get our perspective lined up. Don't be insulting God and, and saying all kind of craziness about yourself. 
Every time you say, man, I'm stupid. Would you call Jesus stupid? Huh? I can't hear you. But you're over there calling you stupid. You say you worthless. Did Jesus call you worthless? Can somebody show me a scripture where Jesus called you worthless? Call me worthless. Anybody? It's not there. He called us righteous. Oh, Jesus, thank you. So let me read it again and get get to where I'm actually trying to get to. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look. Stop asking for peace. Stop saying, God, I need peace. If you start to believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you rest in that, you will see the peace of God manifest in your life. I mean, the scripture says, don't, don't look at me like that. Let me keep going, Pastor. They looking at me funny. They, they look at you, when you up here, they look at you like that too? Yeah, okay, all right. I'm in good company. All right. Uh, okay, through the Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also obtained access into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. Verse 3. Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance character, and character hope. And now, look at this verse 5, because some of y'all thought I was lying. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in your hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That's what that said, right? So tell me that you lack in love. Tell me. So the Bible could tell you you a liar. I ain't telling you a liar. I'm just saying the word said that. You don't lack love. You have complete access. It says as long as you have the spirit. So if you are son and daughter, you have the fullness of his love there available. Can I get an amen? So now you're trying to figure out, okay, brother, then what's the problem? It's like a pipe clogged up. A conduit. You know what a conduit? Conduit is just a pipe, a passageway through which something runs. Many years ago, uh, you know, I was just various needs, and I would say, Lord, I need a miracle in my life. Anybody ever said that? Lord, I need a miracle in my life. Can I get it? Let me get a hearty amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, the Holy Spirit about to cut you up, so, you know, just, just, I'm glad you get that hearty amen so he could just slaughter that sacred cattle of yours like he did me. He said, stop praying for a miracle. Why don't you pray that you would be a miracle? Stop praying for a miracle because when you pray for a miracle, the buck stops with you. You become the end destination. But if I pray that I would be a miracle and that miracles would work through me, then by default, I have to come to a certain place where the miracles are working in my life in order that it would be released through me. He's saying, Lord, I, I need a breakthrough in my finance because I'm tired of all these bills. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of screening these calls from these debt collectors, Lord. I ain't looking up. I ain't, I ain't looking at y'all. I'm tired, Lord. They keep giving me these notices about my car like I don't know I'm behind. Like, man, bro, you just, we just talked yesterday, okay? You and I talked more than me and my mama talked. Come on. I, I'm, I got you. But here's the thing. If we stop praying and saying, God, just give me a financial breakthrough, and we pray like the declaration says, that I would have more than enough to advance the kingdom of heaven. Our heart posture shifts. Our expectations shift. See, when you say, Lord, I want to pay my, my neighbor's car note, by default, you're going to need enough to pay yours as well as theirs. Oh, glory. Glory to God. We just got to shift our expectations. Align with the Lord. So tapping into the overflow of his love. How do we do that? How do we actually tap in? Hmm. We have to be willing to abandon some things, to abandon an understanding that we have concerning ourselves, concerning God, and concerning the people around us. Listen, I, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but uh, what I mean is, what you've learned, what you think you know about God and what you think you know about yourself, you need to allow the word of God to challenge that. See, pastor said last week about uh, when you, uh, I'm trying to remember that Bill Johnson quote, when you 
stop believing the lie, you disempower the liar, right? When you stop believing the lie, you disempower the liar. But here's the thing. If you don't ever challenge what you believe, you don't know if you're believing a lie. So you continue to empower the liar because you never challenge what you believe. You never ask the question, is, is this really the truth? You never ask, Does this really, is this really what the word of God says? Or this is just what grandma taught me? Or is this just what my mama taught me? Or this is just what my friends taught me? You never brought, bring that thing and say, is that the truth? I mean, even the serpent had enough sense to say, is that what God really said? We have to question everything that we think we know about us. Because then God starts to reveal those lies. Holy Spirit begins to work. Hallelujah. Let me give you this point here. Every lie that you or I believe about ourselves, God, or the people around us is an opportunity for Satan to leverage our faith. Every lie that you or I believe about ourselves, God, or other people is an opportunity for Satan to leverage our faith. A lot of people think that they have a faith problem. Pastor, I don't have enough faith. I need more faith. Jesus, I need more faith. Word says that we live by his faith, by the faith of the Son of God, by his faith. You only just need a little bit of faith. And our faith leverages his faith. Now, here's the problem. If your faith is agreeing with the kingdom of darkness, and of course, you're not going to get the results that the word of relation of the truth of the word. Mm. Disempowering the liar displaces the lie and creates opportunity for the truth to be established. Disempowering the liar displaces the lie and creates opportunity for the truth to be established. Look, some stuff got to get out the way in order for something else to come in, right? If you're sitting in that chair and somebody else walks up and try to sit in that same chair, there's going to be a problem, okay? A serious problem. There's going to be some conflict. Some tension might even arise because the two can't occupy that same space. And so the truth and the lie can't occupy that same space. The truth and the lie cannot occupy the same space. We say, I'm feeling bipolar. 
in spiritual terms, what that means is you feel caught between two opinions. That's what's really going on. And so we need to commit to one path. We need to commit to the truth. And I can tell you now that though giving up the lie can be very scary for some people. Because I get it. That lie has become your place of comfort. Your place of safety and protection. I have to have these walls up because if I don't have these walls up, this person's going to run me over. If I don't act this way, then people are going to think that I'm soft. They could just say whatever they want to say. If I walk in love like pastors saying walk in love, then people just going to think they could always cuss me out. Those are the thoughts that we, we run through. But if we live from the place of the offensive, we're not posturing, we're not blocking, we're taking territory. Earlier he said, for this reason, was love made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. When I see someone acting in a way that doesn't align with righteousness, they become a target for the love of God. I'm going to give y'all a moment to catch that. See, when people act up, we start to feel threatened. But we're sons and daughters. We have the authority. We have the upper hand. And so when someone begins to act a fool or they just acting in a way that just doesn't seem loving and kind, that is a moment for us to recognize that the love of God is needed in their life. I'm going to tell you what, what part of the challenge is for us, though, is our cup isn't full enough. What I mean full enough is that there's certain areas in our lives that we haven't allowed God's love to begin to, 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 to pass into. It's like we have a house and we have certain doors in the house that's locked away. And so we restrict how much that love flows. And so if you would uh, imagine that there's this container And, you know, I just got saved, and so, so you know, I got that love. It's, it's flowing a little bit, right? But then my brother Corbin comes. Yeah, you come, Corbin. Come on, Corbin. See, but I ain't threatened. So my brother Corbin comes, right? And, and I'm a new believer, and I'm getting to know Corbin, and and Corbin needs the love of the Lord. And so I go and I take, let me see your cup, Corbin. And so I'm, I'm oh, oh, don't let me, oh, 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 hold on, bro. I gave you too much. I need some of that back. 
Give me some of that love back. Okay, all right, all right. All right, there you go. You good now. You good. Bye. Bye. And that's how we treat people. Because we're trying to ration out the love of God that we have because in our minds we think we're living there from that place that we don't have enough. So we're trying to ration it out and maybe I get a little bit more love. And we do this. I know, Rick, I'm sorry. I'm messing up your camera. And I say, okay, hey, brother, I got, I got enough for you. Here you go. Hey, bro, I'll give you a little bit here. All right, there you go. Oh, you you the pastor, so I'll give you a little bit more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Bro, I, I'm, I'm, my cup running low, man. I, I'm on, you know, like, like, you know, I'm hitting E, the light's on. E, I'm going to come back to you. And that's how we treat people. But, and I'm landing the plane here. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. And, and actually, if, uh, if you could pull up the tr Passion Translation for me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 5, uh, excuse me, 3, correct, uh, 3, thank you. Uh, so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered and discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the with the fullness of God. When we're there and our cup is overflowing, we're not rationing anything out. We're just giving. We're just giving. We're just giving. And I tell you what, it starts to go and it's, it, and it's overflowing. I say, you know, Corbin, here you go. Here you go, brother. You need some too. Hold on. You, you need some. 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 You know, well, let me get this hose. <laughs> it begins to pour out. I'm not worried about it running out because it doesn't come from me. It comes from him. And I know that, that the source, 
the source is him. And he's flowing and he's moving in our lives abundantly. And he desires that we would flow, that we would pour out everywhere we go so we would become that sweet fragrance and aroma no matter where we go. That's how we tap in. Lord, you better fill me up because I'm looking for opportunities today. I'm looking for that one. I'm looking. Where, where are I'm looking, Jesus. Give me your eyes, Lord. Father, I want to see what you see in them. Let me see. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. When they speak, God, I want to hear the, the hurt that's within them so that I know. That's the one. That's the one. There's another one. And he will just allow his love to flow out of you. The issues in your own life begin to minimize. You're less concerned about those because you understand he is a good, good father and he's going to take care of that. And your heart posture becomes now the people, the ones that Christ Jesus died for, those who are lacking in love and need what you and I have. Those become your target. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father. I want you to begin to think about your life. Where are you restricting God? Where is there places where God is nudging you and you're not releasing? You're not giving out. He's saying, hey, I want you to talk to this one. I, wanna, I want you to talk to that one. I want you to go and make, right, make things right with this one over here. He's looking for that compassion to pour out of you. He's looking for you and I to stop saying what we can't do and begin to walk in what he says that we can do. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you and I would be spiritually handicapped, but that we would walk in freedom and healing and wholeness. And so I know we have a, a few words of knowledge, but one of the invitations as we open up the altar and, and our altar team, you all can uh, begin to come forward. One of the things I want you to consider is where you're resisting. If you're saying, God, I'm looking at my life and your love is not flowing abundantly, abundantly, 
like I would like. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you where are you restraining, resisting? Maybe your understanding of your identity is just wrong. You don't realize that he calls you princess, that you are his beloved, that it's not about anybody else validating you. It's about him. It's about you being known by him. And that's it. Resting in the fact that you are known. He knows you. And let me say this last bit. He trusts you. God trusts you. I really need you to hear that today. God trusts you. It doesn't matter what your age is. God trusts you. If he's willing to give his son for you, if he's willing to give you his spirit, his power, that tells you that he trusts you. Think about it. He trusts you. And so today, we want to invite you down. If you're saying, Lord, I, I just, there's some blockage, and I need somebody to agree with me concerning those blockages removed, that the fullness of your love would flow through me in the way that you desire. Amen. Words of knowledge. If the team, words of knowledge. As I was standing up here, I just heard hip, and um, I'm not sure if this is an actual thing, but hip dysplasia, um, but if you're dealing with that where you're having issues walking because of your hip, um, I feel like the Lord wants to bring freedom and healing to you in all that movement. Yeah, I heard two things. Um, walking, uh, I feel like the Lord wants to, you may even have a walker in hand, but I feel like the Lord wants to bring breakthrough. And then heart rate, heart rate, there's accelerated heart rates in the building that the Lord wants to take care of this morning. I heard the Lord say IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and also there's something in the stomach area, digestive system or something of that nature. Um, I also heard pancreas. So if there's anybody in here dealing with a bad report for, about your pancreas, and also prostate. And yeah, that's what I got. I heard the name Kevin, and I heard heart surgery. I don't know if it's connected or if it's two separate incidents, but Kevin or heart surgery, if either one of those resonate with anyone. I keep hearing the word rejection. If you felt rejected by a spouse, a sibling, a loved one, even a boss, just a rejection, come and find the one who loves you and knows you. See you.
up here. We want, uh, what God wants to do a rewiring of your emotions, um, whether it's postpartum or prolonged postpartum. Um, that's what I'm getting right now. Hallelujah. So we want to invite you to come. And if you say, you know what, God, I have, I've, I've never known the love of God. You've never had an encounter with the Lord. And you say, you know what, today, I want to have that encounter. I want to meet this person of Jesus. We always also want to invite you up for that and just let one of our uh, members of our altar team know. So we invite you up uh, for this time of prayer. Uh, you could come and bask in the glory. Um, everyone else, you could be dismissed. God bless you. We love you.